What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. We are back, we are back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. You know, it's funny when I when I say we're back, it makes me think of the, the Hangover movie. We are back, we are back, when the Stu's talking about them uh, being back up on top and, and having better luck. I think it's in the first one. Oh, man. I love that movie. Anyway, I digress. Hopefully you enjoyed it, too. But uh, today, man, we got a great one. I uh, just came across an article who's, which states that Einstein went to went to uh, Area 51 and saw the Roswell aliens. According to this article, his assistant, who he had during his professional time uh, in 1947, uh, states now that he actually saw the Roswell aliens. So let's get into this article. Let's find out what's going on. It's on the how and wise.com. Got some good articles there. And in 1993, this assistant revealed her secret visit to Roswell with Einstein in a tape recorded interview, which had never been made public before. So this was in 1993, just became made public. So uh, according to, in this article, they say legacy.com, Dr. Shirley Wright was a dedicated teacher and scientist and earned all kinds of degrees and was a student of Einstein's at Princeton. So in his book, he mentions the Florida researcher, Sheila Franklin, who was also associated with MUFON, who went under the pseudonym Edith Simpson. Uh, interesting enough, right? Uh, for Einstein's assistant to protect her privacy. So they tried to protect Einstein's uh, assistant's privacy. And in 1993, Franklin, who was the uh, UFO researcher, and Wright met through a mutual friend in Miami. They tape-recorded Wright's testimonies where she mentioned her visit with Einstein to Roswell in 1947. She stated that... Uh, she was a remarkable student chosen to work with Einstein and passed a high-security process before being allotted the sensitive job. Einstein personally liked her and professionally uh, liked her as well and began taking her everywhere. So in July 47, he visited a crisis conference with the professor that took place at an army base and was attended by several scientists and military personnel. When she landed, they drove to a heavily guarded hangar located in the desert. Shockingly, Wright and Einstein saw something that uh, they described as not earthly. She said it was a disc-shaped, sort of concave. Its size stood up to one-fourth of the hangar floor. So clearly they're talking about a UFO disc. The body of the ship was what I would call today a rather reflective material, 
but when you got up close to it, it was rather dull. This is mimicking a lot of that aluminum foil crunching uh, that was found in uh, Roswell, where they found pieces of the ship. They crinkle up this aluminum foil and it would bounce back into its original position without any crinkles in it. So it wasn't quite like aluminum foil, but it was kind of dull, like aluminum foil can be on one side and shiny on the other. <clears throat> she added that the spacecraft was surrounded by specialists, photographers, and guards, so she could not have a good a, a good look. She had a, she had a decent look. I mean, she could see that it was shiny from afar and, and dull up close, um, but she, it sounds like she wasn't able to go in. She noted that Einstein was not surprised by the view. In fact, he was more interested in the propulsion and the universe. Interesting that he didn't really seem to care too much about the aliens. He believed that their arrival would help learn more about the universe. See, that's what I love about Einstein, man. He was just so focused on how the universe works and why. And I think, you know, the more and more we do this physics research, the more and more we understand what's going on with the universe and how it's made and, and kind of why it came into or how it came into existence the closer we're going to get to why we're actually here now if you heard some of my near-death experience stories that filters into um and provides a good segue into these ufology stories because those stories tell us from another plane of existence why we're here and yet we have these aliens who are also a biological entity also experiencing their own uh existence and we are learning from each other. So further into this interview, Wright claimed that they were shown extraterrestrial creatures inside the airbase. Some of the specialists were allowed closer looks, including my boss. To me, they all looked alike, all five of them. They were about five feet tall, without hair, with big heads, enormous dark eyes, and their skin was gray and with a slight greenish tinge. But for the most part, their bodies were not exposed, being dressed in tight-fitting suits. I heard they have no navels or genitalia, which leads one to think that these are the robotic greys, the, the bioengineered greys. They don't have a need for genitalia or obviously a uh, navel. Um, so after that, they were taken into an isolated building in the desert where they saw a gray-colored humanoid creature on a stretcher surrounded by doctors and uniformed personnel. And she said the creature was struggling in pain. But it survived later. So these guys actually saw, Einstein actually saw a live alien plus the other aliens, the other five aliens, plus the UFO. We know that we did the, you know, Operation Paperclip where we took a bunch of German scientists and brought them over and had them work for us on military projects. Einstein, you know, is one of the best physics, physician, <laughs> physics, uh, educators and researchers of all time so of course they're going to take einstein they're going to bring him in on these special projects and they're going to want his his knowledge despite the fact that he he had high profile they didn't care right they wanted the best and the brightest and they got it in einstein so according to uh the assistant um this alien was struggling in pain it survived later she additionally noted that einstein who had the right clearance made a report which I didn't see, I was just told to keep my mouth shut. Hmm, sounds like everybody else who's ever witnessed a UFO and encountered some government agency or agent, right? Uh, Braglia found out that Wright never intended to seek any monetary gain and fame from her claims. She was alive. She never discussed it openly. When she was alive, she never discussed it openly. 
Unfortunately, the, the story did come out, but only after she passed away in 2015. So obviously there's no paper trail of this Roswell trip, but Broglie mentioned that in his research of Einstein, uh, this is one of the researchers, uh, he had an interest in the topic of extraterrestrials before the Roswell incident. So it sounds like Einstein was interested before the Roswell crash. Uh, maybe that played a little factor in him getting in there, but I kind of doubt it. Like I said, the government doesn't really care about your interests, it cares about their interests and their capability to utilize these crashes for their military benefit and utilize their technology to further our society, to further military's interests, and to dominate uh, the world for U.S. interests primarily. The author suggested that a further investigation should happen into the story if the Roswell crash is real and they recovered alien bodies and craft, then there would be no one better than Albert Einstein to, Einstein to assist the U.S. military in understanding UFO technology. And that's what I think, too. Right? I mean, you're talking about the, the most educated uh, physics instructor, researcher, educator uh, on the planet, Einstein, right? So, I mean, you know, the guy, you know, came up with the Rosen-Einstein Bridge, uh, came up with, you know, all the information that we have, a lot of the information that we have about the universe, I should say. Stephen Hawking's done a, a tremendous job as well. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we just have some of the greatest um, physics minds in the world, in the U.S., luckily. Um, so, has anyone ever heard this story before? Has anyone ever heard Einstein going to Area 51, Roswell, seeing five creatures, and then seeing another one struggling in pain and surviving? Now, these are five foot tall, what appear to be greys. No genitalia, no navels. They could be bioengineered. It's not the first time a celebrity has seen aliens uh, or been invited to see aliens. Uh, however, Einstein was invited purely for his ability to offer assistance in this matter. Jackie Gleason, JFK, and others have been invited to see uh, see aliens at the behest of government officials, right? So, like, I mean, JFK was a prez, but Jackie Gleason was just an, an actor, and, and uh, Nixon liked him and invited him and showed him uh, some of the bodies. And apparently it freaked him out so much he went home and he told his wife and his wife kept it until she was on her deathbed and then told people about it, uh, but stated that he was super freaked out, super uh, upset, really, and uh, queasy. She stated he looked green when he came home. So, I mean, you know, when it comes to people who they bring in and, and need in these types of situations... They have to fit a certain profile, you know, you hope. You know, typically it's a science-based individual, somebody with practical knowledge on technology, on the universe, um, you know, areas where they need assistance. Um, you know, we talk about David Adair, you know, one of the best uh, uh, physics um, intellects in the U.S. at the time, and he'd won multiple awards by the time he was 17, and they brought him into uh, Area 51 back in the 70s. So, I mean, you know, they, they just care about who they need. They don't care about your interest. They're not bringing us in. They're bringing in the folks that they need. Uh, but this is really cool because, you know, who doesn't love Einstein? 
everybody loves his hair. Everybody loves his personality. Everybody loved the fact that he was just a super genius. And he seemed, like, entirely approachable. And he just seemed innocent and pure in his work. And that's what people really liked about him. Um, and so now to have him also be part of UFO legend and lore and aliens, uh, extraterrestrials, just makes it that much cooler. Um, so I'm happy to have this story to bring to you guys. Whether or not it's true, you know, we don't know. But nonetheless, it's a cool story. It's something to add to our repertoire, and uh, it's definitely interesting. And so I hope you enjoy it. So anyway, guys, you know, worst case scenario, you look up Albert Einstein tonight, you do a little bit of uh, wiki research, and, and you learn a little bit more about him. And uh, that's why I like bringing these stories, so that you can you can learn more about these topics as I learn about them. And, uh, you know, we can educate each other together. Um, so hopefully you guys are having a good night or good day, I should say. Uh, still daytime here. And um, hopefully you have a good evening. And I wish nothing but the best for you guys, man. Nothing but love, peace, and happiness. Um, you know, I always say, you know, do what makes you happy. And I know that can be hard. Uh, it can be hard sometimes. We are, we are under limitations. And, um, but hopefully you can take some time out of your day to follow those hob hobbies and goals and your dreams. I mean, this is one of my hobbies. Um, you know, it's a dream to be able to do it, you know, full time for you guys. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it hasn't quite gotten there yet monetarily. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love doing it. And that's what it's about, right? You do things that you love. I love art, too. I love to draw. Of drawing alien stuff, of drawing um, landscapes. You know, Bob Ross is one of my favorite favorite people to watch and relaxes me. So when you think about your hobbies and your goals, you know, you can think about people that are already doing it or already did it, and you can follow their footsteps. So and that can keep your your mental health well because that's part of my goal as well with these podcasts. Yes, it's to bring interest to the to the ufology topic and paranormal, but it's also Hopefully to bring you guys some mental peace and calm at the end of the podcast so that, you know, I, these stories can be disturbing sometimes, but that's not my intention. You know, it's just, it's just something that I've always been interested in since I was a kid. My dad brought me up with sci-fi stuff. So, um, hopefully you guys don't, you know, take it too seriously. Um, uh, you know, we're all here for, for a brief moment and then we're gone. So, you know, we have to let our interests go where they go. Um, and I hope you're doing the same. So until next time, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and uh, continue to question the universe around you. Lockdown Universe out.